All right, all right. Let's see what we're going to talk about today. Um, so a couple interesting things I want to talk about. Hopefully I get enough time to talk about it because I'm on my lunch break. But so let's proceed to talk about something that recently has popped up in my mind. And it's this idea of animated language. Does animated language lead to a more animated life? And just to sort of give an example of what I'm trying to get at is you could say, what, what is an animated language? So a quick example can be poetry, right? This sort of descriptions where, you know, a tree, a tree cries, a, a moon walks, a sun dresses herself, um, all this kind of animated language. Um, now, if a poet uses this animated language, does this translate to a more animated lifestyle, animated life? And I get the hunch that it does. Because I, I feel like our habitual use of language, or at least the way we express language, and I'm using language in a very broad context here, meaning like someone can play the piano, that can be an animated form of language, um, painting, drawing, sculpting, you name it. Um, these are all very animating languages to express something, something that talks, something that says something, whether out loud or in a more symbolic hidden form. And so I was doing this sort of thought experiment thinking, okay, if I was born where I was solely taught that birds, you know, caused, you know, damage to seeds and birds have a specific flight process through the sky and you know everything is just sort of very methodical process causation uh, mechanics right and so all my life I've ever been explained I've ever been taught and I've only ever lived by those thoughts of simple process, causes, and mechanics. And so, would this person live an animated life, or would he just think himself to be another being in the cogwheel, another causation, another mechanical process? And again, I get the hunch that when he suffers through something, he realizes that he is no different from the bird, the trees, all the things that are just simple mechanical processes, causes, and patterns. And how that would just translate to his own being. And so in a way, it's almost like his language has created his world. 
and in fact now has created his being. And I wonder if this uh, this kind of you know techno uh, just scientific language, let's put it this way, scientific language has sort of dimmed the life itself. And and maybe maybe I'm getting at when I mean animated language is maybe I'm just there just seems to be a, a lack of imagination. Um, and it's funny because where do we find the most inspiring novels and inspiring movies? Um, they they may very well be nonfiction, um, but there is a lot of very well nonfiction. Or I mean, correction, fiction. There's a lot of good fiction out there that is um, inspiring. And and why is it inspiring? I think it's because also they use this kind of imagination to make a story that's that can be inspiring, and that's ultimately very touching and animating. Right, I mean, no one really, <laughs> no one really gets inspired by a science textbook. I mean, in terms of you know actually moving their being, it may motivate them to want to study more about atoms and causations, but it won't necessarily strike them to their core. And let's say, let's give an example to someone that, you know, was living with cancer most of their life and wrote a memoir of themselves and the struggles that they went through. I think that would be way more inspirational in comparison to what you're being struck by in the science textbook. I, I don't think that would be inspirational, actually. It would just be simply motivational, right? It's just your peaking interest in something. And so... I find this rather intriguing because, you know, is the real question is, does our language paint our world? Um, is this, is this, a, is there some type of reflective thing going on? Now, I'm not trying to say that we can sort of go beyond our limits by telling ourselves that we can do something. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I as much as I tell myself I can lift 400 pounds, if I don't meet the physical requirements to lift 400 pounds, I probably won't be able to lift 400 pounds. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think that's what I'm trying to mean here. But I think what I'm trying to allude is that life can become more animated if we use more animated language. And it's almost like transitioning from a black and white movie screen to a more colorful screen. And though it tells the same story, there's something more vibrant about it, right? The same story is being told, but there's more vibrancy, more life. And I, I think that's all I'm really trying to get at is that, you know, and of course, this is something that I've been thinking about a little bit a little bit more now is, you know, 
creativity, imagination, these are all sources with great power to animate life. Um, and it's, it would be a mistake to think that it's not a correspondence with reality. I mean, if I'm a product of evolution, then so is imagination. <laughs> it's simple. Um, I think it just, it just goes hand in hand. You know, if I'm part of this creative process, then to be in tandem with life, I also must express a creative process, a more a animated language, a more animated being. And so when I am doing this, I am, in, in fact, running parallel with what I like to call the French philosophers, oh, vitalism, Ilan <laughs> Vital, um, the vital force. Um, of course, I believe Henry Bergson uh, quoted, uh, was the one that coined this term, I believe. He's the first one that coined this term. But anyways, I'm sort of sympathetic to Elan Vital. And I think this is the repercussion. <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe, maybe aesthetic philosophy is wrong. Maybe it's wrong. But it can be wrong. But I can tell you what's not wrong is that it definitely seems that it's needed. It definitely seems like it's needed. And every epoch goes through a time period where even though we can debate whether a specific philosophy is wrong, there's a specific philosophy for a certain time that's needed. And so I think when it comes to epochs, we're in great need of an aesthetic philosophy a revival of the source because everything has sort of been dimmed down. We no longer use animated language. Um, we no longer are in tandem with Ilan Vital. I think very few people understand what inspiration actually is and the difference between motivation, what beauty actually is. And so you know, so when I have reflections on this, it's not about whether I'm pushing the right philosophy. Because the, <laughs> the right philosophy will always eventually be wrong. But it's about pushing the most needed philosophy. Because at the end of the day, when a man <laughs> when a man needs something to live it it often comes from something so irrational and so absurd um, and we cling to that and that really is telling that that's a telling picture about humanity itself when it comes close to our death irrationality seems so rational, so right, so needed. All right, so that's enough for me. That's my thoughts.